This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz here with me. Going to have a, a brief ish episode we ended up recording two in one sitting but they were two very different topics so uh rather than have a you know catch everything over the course of an hour and change we figured two shorter episodes uh that way you know what you're listening to so this one's going to be about the michigan basketball team and how the uh two-week pause impacts what is currently looking like a very very impressive season. Obviously, we, we assume most of you have caught up to the news by now. Uh, the Michigan Athletic Department citing, uh, I guess, strong recommendations from the MDHHS. Uh, they are on pause. The, uh, the entire athletic department on pause. Facilities closed. Practices canceled. Games canceled for two weeks uh, as they try to deal with an outbreak of the B117 variant the the british uk variant of covid-19 uh it's 50% more transmissible and i believe well by the time you listen it could be a different number but it has been cited that five positive uh cases have been confirmed within the athletic department of the variant so uh that's that's the short version of a of a pretty big story um and and just today right before we recorded student athletes, you know, posted a petition. They posted um, some social media letters and graphics and everything uh, kind of pushing back on the decision. Similar to the let them play or let us play uh, initiatives of, (laughs) of August when the big 10 canceled its season. So that's, that's certainly a storyline to follow. Uh, Steve and myself, we are not experts on COVID-19, so we won't pretend to be, Uh, we will, we will let this. We will tell you what's going on. You know, over at the MichiganInsider.com, Michigan.247Sports.com, we'll report the stories. But in terms of a podcast debate, we don't want to overstep uh, our our intellect, <laughs> our capabilities. Uh, so, you know, we'll 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 instead we'll discuss kind of the more objective side of things, how this impacts the team that that Michigan fans follow the most, the men's basketball team. If you missed it, I did a pretty thorough breakdown of how this impacts every sport, including hockey, the women's basketball team, the cross-country team with the Big Ten Championship this weekend, uh, swim team, wrestling, every sport. Everyone's Everyone was on campus except football and field hockey, and I think field hockey was arriving to campus shortly. So there's a whole breakdown over at our site, but in terms of the basketball, Steve, I guess the the weird quote unquote good news is that they got a game in on Friday. I know it was somewhat of a controversial decision in itself, but they got a game in the bad news for Michigan is that they now suddenly in the middle of the season are in theory going to not practice for two weeks. 
So having to reschedule four games, that's kind of a big deal. We'll talk about that in a moment. But just have you, I mean, I don't even know how to comprehend what it would be like and what it would do to a basketball team to basically just be told, see you in two weeks right after a, a huge road win like this. I, I your, your initial thoughts to that news. I mean, f- for fear of like being too dramatic, I mean, this is potentially like crippling to Michigan in the, in the big picture, as far as we were talking about a national title contender, or at least a team that looks like a national title contender how do you squeeze in all these? How do you squeeze these games in after things are after they're I guess allowed back or allowed to play again? How do you go two two weeks without practicing or even meeting in person? You know, I think we talked before we recorded. Defensively, maybe it won't matter. You know, with defense, yeah, defense, I, I effort, right, right, and effort communication based deal you know and we've seen like kind of the old adage that defense always travels right and i think uh but yeah i mean this is not good strictly speaking as far as this situation impacting michigan's potential for you know what they could what they could be and what they could do this season uh i don't think there's really any way to say otherwise you know it'll just be a matter of does this actually end up going a full two weeks does does there you know, mm-hmm. so that, I think that's really the big question now is if, is it a full two weeks? So they really miss four games and how do they kind of, you know, I don't even, like, maybe you would like, are, is it possible they might not be able to reschedule all four games, right? I mean, that seems. Yes. So I think that that is a strong possibility and I, I don't think that that is unique to Michigan, Penn state, has had a few games that they, I think they're actually going to end up rescheduling all of them, but, but Michigan state, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Nebraska, I mean, there's been a, there's been a number of games postponed and canceled. So what my thoughts, this is not, I didn't talk to a big 10 scheduler. I did not talk to the people who make the schedules. My thought is that the priority will be given to ensure everyone plays every big 10 team at least once. I think that is in my opinion, that should be a priority and it it makes logical sense. If you're trying to determine big 10 champions, when different teams play different amounts of games, it would make sense to at least have one head to head matchup for everyone. And so in that case, the road game at Purdue or Penn state at Penn state, and then the road game at Northwestern, Michigan has beaten both of those teams with respect to them. They are not in the running for the big 10 title. Whereas the other games that were home game against Indiana, they have not played Indiana and Indiana is looking like an NCAA tournament team. And then I believe it was Michigan state was the fourth one. That's obviously a big game as well. So yeah, I, I, I think they're going to try to do 20 but but realistically they're basically going to have to play 11 games in 27 days which is not on its own undoable but you also have to figure if they're really not practicing for two weeks when do they start playing is it the 11th against illinois is it later so they can shake off some of the rust or do they really try to play right away and 
and hope for the best. So it's it's very interesting. I like that word crippling, potentially. I think that there is a path where they stay in shape, they study film. I, I, I'm of the belief that defense is more of a mentality and a um, fact. I mean, you're, you're not a streaky defender. You're a streaky shooter. You know, offense can fall in and out of rhythm. I feel like defense can can always be good. Now, you know, physical fitness is something that will definitely be tested. And and ultimately, there's a reason why they practice all the time. It's because you get better in practice. And and that's where I think I think Jawan Howard is really good at, at this. And I, I think John Beeline set the tone for the culture of this, but the actually trying to get better every single day of practice you get about one in a traditional year, you get about 100 practices. So beeline always did the let's get one degree hotter. So at the end of the year, uh, you know, we're boiling is kind of, I I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, but that's, that's always been Michigan's culture since they became good at basketball again. And so that's the part where it's, it's going to be detrimental. I, I actually think the games being canceled is less or postponed is less big of a deal than the practices. I, I think the, the two weeks of practice hurts the team more because Steve, we, we didn't even get to really talk about it because they did the pause and shut down the very next day. That win at Purdue, I was there. I, I just kind of gauging the energy and I'm sure it came through on, on TV as well. I think you're right. I think this is a team that has been in the running as one of the top teams in the country for a while. I think right now, I think they're number three, and I I don't know if there's truly an argument otherwise. That was a really impressive win on Friday. I mean, think about the lack of production they've gotten. Not lack. Okay, that's a little bit too strong. They're winning games like – other guys on the team are picking things up when other when certain guys aren't maybe putting together their season average. I mean, how many points did Franz Wagner have? Like six? Yeah, it was seven. It was, Dickinson had what? Like eight? so they both Wagner and Dickinson both got up to eight points in the end, but Franz shot two for ten from the field, and Dickinson was three for seven with six turnovers and four fouls. Yeah. And Michigan went on the road and beat one of the hottest teams in the big 10 by 17. Yeah. And like, it wasn't even like it could it, have been it, 30 it, what, what, from coast to coast win. Right. They were never trailing, never trailed. And they were up by double digits for over 25 minutes. I think I counted. I mean, if that, I mean, I, you know, what more do you need to say when the two guys for a four or five game stretch earlier in the season were by far your two best players, both struggle and you're still beating a good now granted I, I do I, I do want to say I think Stefanovic not being there for Purdue is a pretty big yes I mean, they only right they I mean made two three-pointers the whole game he's averaging almost four per game right so that that's can't discount the fact that it was not a full strength Purdue team because especially with the way Purdue really kind of likes to play from the inside out. Right. You know, and that's, I think where I Stefanovic is so valuable for them. Um, but still, it's still on the road and 
if we've learned anything about the Big Ten in, in particular, we've seen it this season. You know, teams look completely different at home than they do on the road. You know, and, and not to mention that Purdue is playing some great basketball to begin with heading in. So, I mean, yeah, I really just impressive all the way around. And, and it is, I think you're seeing they're winning more and more games in just like different ways towards getting to the point where it really is a pick your poison when you're trying to defend them and just scheme for them in general. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, cause now Isaiah, that was the Isaiah livers that I've felt like, cause I mean, he not, not, don't get me wrong. He's played well the last few games, but uh, more assertive from the outside where he's very good. Yeah, He looked like a star. I, yep. I think he's had a great season. The numbers verify that. But I think the last two games, because I throw the Maryland game in there, he's looked like a star player. Yep. Didn't make any of those like weird, didn't force things, you know, which I think he's had a little bit of, in, at points this season, he's had a tendency to do. Uh, played under control. You know, I, I just, it's hard not to be impressed. And also the other thing too, that in what we've seen, and not, a, you know, Guy fouls a lot, but you're seeing that Austin Davis very valuable. You know, when Dickinson's struggling, what Austin Davis had eight points, didn't he? He had six. Six or eight yep. points. You know, yeah. and, and that's, you know, again, he's not great defensively. He does foul a lot, but those are fouls that Michigan would be pigeonholed into playing Johns at the five. You know, I just his him being healthy and him being available, I think, is is very valuable for Michigan. Is what I would kind of say is uh, Dickinson going through some growing pains, I think, a little bit right now. You know, and so, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that's the other guy too. And you say it is, and I, you know, provided Michigan continues on the path they're on, I think Brandon Johns is going to be a guy in, at some point this season in a big spot. Is gonna have is gonna go for like 15, 16, 17 points. Is gonna carry him, um, because he, he's another one that's really kind of feels like he's getting into a comfort zone from a confidence standpoint. You can tell the coaches feel the same way because the way they address him, the way they get excited when he when he scores or makes a, a nice play. I mean, you can tell this was uh, they're they're sensing a breakthrough, and I I've caught caught that vibe in press conferences as well is I think that they look at Brandon Johns as, I mean, they've always really liked him, like really liked him. And uh, I mean, last season he did score 20 points in that one game. And I think he had seven double digit scoring games last year. I think he only has one this year, but it was very recently against Maryland. So, and that's, that's maybe the part that is, going to be the weirdest or the most important thing to monitor during this shutdown is because I think Isaiah livers is going to be roughly the same player. I honestly think Hunter Dickinson, I know he's going through growing pains. I mentioned a couple weeks ago, sometimes when, when a defense does something that works, that becomes the blueprint that other teams follow. I don't know if he's going to average 17 points a game this season. It might be kind of more in that 13 to 14 uh, middle ground the rest of the way. But I think he's someone that I feel like as long as he's physically in shape, I think he can still play his style of play. I think Isaiah Livers, I think Franz Wagner are two guys who, um, I, you know, they, they're 
they're so good and so consistently good. I know Wagner had a rough shooting night. I think but they'll they'll still be able to make an impact. It's not so much the seniors and the captains. It's it's really someone like uh like a well, I guess Shondi Brown's a senior, but Shondi Brown, Mike Smith, Brandon Johns, I think these were players who were continuing to make strides and continuing to ascend. And that's where you start that's where the next 2 weeks are really critical for Michigan is is how I'd say how do you take advantage? You can't really take advantage. It's just a disadvantage. So how do you mitigate the disadvantage? And I I guess you know, hope they have, if you're a Michigan fan, you hope they have backboards in their driveway or something, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's very interesting. I'm really curious how Jawan Howard's going to coach this because he's the entire process. He's taken, I felt like he's taken this COVID scenario more seriously than other coaches we hear about or other coaches we talk to. I know um, he lost a very, close friend mentor to COVID recently. And and he's, he's mentioned that in press conferences. So it's going to be a really, really interesting two weeks. But, but for me, I think where it hurts Michigan the most is maybe in that, in that second group of players, because you have your stars, you have the guys, you know, you can count on. It's that second group, maybe the X factors off the bench. Shondi Brown, Brandon Johns. Maybe, maybe it's just those two, honestly. I mean, you could throw Terrence Williams in there. You could, you could discuss Mike Smith. I know he's the starter and a point guard, but um, I think those are the players I'd be circling. Like this, if they can avoid a drop off in these two weeks, Michigan can be in really good shape still because someone like Isaiah livers, Hunter Dickinson, Franz Wagner, Two weeks is a long time, but in some respect, they might not, they might not be hurt that badly from having a few days of rest. You think about the bumps and the bruises and, and kind of how physical Friday's game was. I I imagine they were probably going to get a day or two off anyways, because at one point they were going to have this entire week off from games. The Penn state game was thrown in there a day before the pause so I don't know. I Steve, I guess your thought on the on the biggest impact, the 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 factor or player or statistic that stands out to you the most that you're going to be watching very closely whenever Michigan basketball returns and saying in and judging how you think the rest of the season will go. I mean, it really could be stunting their opportunity to improve their turnover situation mm. by not being able to practice consistently. Right. Right. I mean, that's real. Cause that's technically at all. Right. If I'm te- not mistaken. Yeah. Sorry. I think I, when I say consistently, I think you're right. It's, it is like period. I, I get what you're saying. Yes. Go ahead. I just, uh, you know, cause that's, that's, I don't know if it was a Casey Jacobson after the game that kind of asked Juwan Howard hidden and his comment was when he looks at this Michigan team, Jacobson, the only thing he could, that he could really pinpoint as far as something that, a glaring issue that Michigan needs to turn around. It's a turnover situation. And I don't, I don't really think he's wrong at this point. Wouldn't you I see? I think he's correct. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's what's so impressive is it's and there. Are a lot of them are self-inflicted to feel it feels fixable too. Right. I mean, that's, that's, what's interesting about 
their turnover situation. So I think just missing on more practice reps and just playing games. Uh, Cause this is really at this point for Michigan, I think we can agree, you know, you got to think this is more now about building their seed and, and prepping for a tournament run. I mean, you still want to win a big 10 championship, but mm-hmm. uh, they're in a position now where, you know, I think a lot of the things you want to work out, the kinks that you want to try to work out are things that you think you have March in mind, you know, when you're thinking about it. And so just not having live game reps and practice reps, period, I think, is one of those things where it's hard to fix fixable things when you don't even have an opportunity to do it. You know, Because I, I, I don't think we disagree. I think mentally these guys are going to stay in it. You know, I don't think that's a yeah. There, nobody's going to check out here or anything like that. But well, and I think the best thing that could happen in that scenario is I think the the past couple of weeks I think they could kind of start to sniff the championship. Yeah, you know, get, get a little blood in the water there, where I think that that's only going to motivate them more. Now, you know, they're going to be sitting on their couch, presumably not just sitting on their couch. I, I'm just saying that casually, but. I, th- I, I do think they're going to be focused. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I don't think that they, yeah, I don't, I suspect they're not going to lose any of the mental edge maybe, but it's, it's a physical game. So they're going to be losing that for a while unless they, you know, yeah. I mean, they're going to have to get creative. And so, yeah, like you said, it could be a, could be a good test of Juwan Howard's ingenuity, I suppose. I mean, maybe he's got something up his sleeve to keep these guys up and keep them, physically ready to hmm. you know i don't know i mean i'm just i'm just thinking you know, i don't know maybe there is nothing they can do but um could be a situation yeah so they look at some people look at this as these over these obstacles that can't be overcome and others look at it as as an opportunity to like i said kind of be creative and think of something that not only can keep them going but maybe something to help them improve while they have the off time i guess i don't know so uh that I don't know if we'll ever really get an answer to whether right. something is special or not. But, you know, like I said, the biggest thing for me is no real opportunity to work on kind of limiting the turnovers. That'll be the big thing for me coming back is does it stay where it's at or do they come back sluggish and maybe are even a little bit worse because they haven't had an opportunity to try to fix some of those problems? I I suspect the first game will be tricky. I mean, it's, it's two weeks presuming it's two weeks. I, I I know there's been some talk about it being they might be able to reevaluate after one week, the athletic department and potentially return to either practices and maybe even games. If, if they're able to track everything, um, you know, trace who has it, who has the variant, who doesn't have the variant where, where else they've been, things like that. Um, but for now we're going to operate under the assumption that it's two weeks. And I guess, yeah, I think turnovers, that is really the one missing link to being a quote-unquote flawless team. They're, they're, gonna, they're not going to play perfect every night, but that's maybe the one consistent issue. They are currently last in Big Ten play in turnover rate, 19.4% of possessions in Big Ten play. They're turning the ball over. And so that's that's one thing. I think the other thing is, I mean, other than that, you just really can't get better. I mean, you know, they might not fall off, but they're not going to continue to progress during this stretch. And so it's going to be, I think, I think it's a very, it's, I test makes it sound like he could fail. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, 
you know, I, I don't know if it's a test for Jawan Howard. It's an opportunity for him to look really impressive. If Michigan comes out flat, I don't think that's an indictment on Jawan Howard. Uh, I think that's just uh, the unfortunate reality for Michigan of the situation. But it is, it's going to be an interesting test. And I think the best case scenario, if there is a silver lining, is that the season is really long and it's very tiring. And I think, I have to think Michigan, whenever they get to practice again, it it won't be, oh, another practice, here we go. Or, you know, oh, a late January practice or early February practice. It'll be, I guess, a graciously, like in a, a very enthusiastic practice, I would think, is, you know, they're going to come back and it, it's, they're going to be excited for it. And if you're excited about practices in February, you have a very good chance to really close down the stretch the way, well, the way Michigan fans are used to seeing their teams do. So um, I guess we'll see if that's a true silver lining or just speculation. But regardless, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we've got our bracketology update. Where is Michigan seated? What does it mean? Uh, how does this two-week pause impact it? We'll talk about it all. This is the Wolverine 24-7 podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're back. Thanks so much for waiting. Let's get back to it. Real quick, uh, seating update. Just moving away from the pause for a little bit. Have a bracketology breakdown there. Michigan's a number one seed almost across the board. Uh, they're number three in the net rankings. Eight and one in the Big Ten. 13 and one overall. 4 and 0 against quadrant 2 and quadrant 3, 2 and 0 against quadrant 4, 3 and 1 in quad 1 games and that Purdue win was quietly uh you know the Wisconsin might end up aging well as well but that Purdue win quietly may be their best win of the season in terms of the net rankings in terms of how it impacts their uh various ratings and rankings and everything I'm trying to think the last time Michigan was a one seed. I, I imagine Jawan Howard was on the team the last time Michigan was a one seed. Like projected? Uh, even pro, even in a projected or actually got a one seed? Actually got a one oh, seed. Oh, man, yeah, it's been forever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's been a long time. So, so well, I mean, there's zero doubt they deserve that spot. I mean, it, it's surprising to me it took them that long to get to that line in the first place. Uh, I mean, I get it. You know, they weren't a preseason, but, you know, it's just preseason polls are so. What was Michigan? Wasn't Michigan State preseason number one? Uh, I don't they, I think they Gonzaga were, was, I thought. Uh, I don't know. I thought they were pretty, pretty high. They up were there. up there. They were. They were. And so were Kentucky, Duke, UNC. None of them are in the polls right now. So 
it's definitely a, an interesting year, very wide open year. And, and I do think, I mean, if, if I do think Michigan has a very good chance of being the one seed, even with this two week break. Now, the question that I would have about this team, you know, turnovers is one, uh, facing other really good big men. I, I would argue Michigan is two and two against teams that have true legitimate bigs, not two and two record wise, but in terms of being victorious in that matchup, I think, uh, you know, Liam Robbins out of Minnesota had a very, very good second try against Michigan. I think, uh, I really liked how Michigan played the bigs at Purdue, but clearly their offense did not thrive, uh, in that, in that game. They got up to 70 points because they played really good physical basketball, but it was, it was a grind game. You're thinking about Illinois, thinking about Iowa, very good big men, guys who can play really physical, uh, guys who can maybe be more consistent than Trayvon Williams. Just a, just a consideration. And then they also have some big road games, Indiana, Ohio state, uh, Wisconsin on the road. I mean, they beat Purdue looked really impressive. And every time they win, they answer more of the questions and kind of shut down the narrative of they haven't played anybody. They've played people, but there's a lot of quadrant one games left. So that'd be the big question is like, does a four or five loss big 10 team, which very well could win Michigan, the big 10 title. But does that get them a one seed or do you have to have kind of that really unblemished record thinking like a Gonzaga thinking like a Houston two teams. I don't expect to lose very much this year, if at all. So that'd be, that'd be the thing. I mean, right now they're projected to be one seed, but it's, it's a long season. Uh, feel bad for the fans. I mean, obviously we feel bad for the players because they've been doing a lot. Sounds like they all tested negative throughout the weekend. They are not a part of this variant outbreak. So it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, the, the student athletes are already offering some pushback on the scenario. I don't think Jawan Howard said anything, but I know his wife mentioned these players have been through so much already. So feel bad for them. But I also feel bad for the fans because this is a, they're good. They're a good team. They're also a really fun team. I mean, I, I'm Steve. I'm, I'm not sure how it's looked on TV every time, but it's just a, it's just a fun brand of basketball. And, and that pick your poison. I got to think fans are, are really just happy about how this team blended together. I mean, they've been a blast. Uh, they win in different ways. They play with a lot of energy. They have some characters on their team. Um, and yeah, but, but really, I mean, if we're being honest, they're really good. I think that's the biggest, uh, you know, but, at, but the new guys, the new additions too, though, have given, I think some kind of injected some life, not to say there was no life or it was lifeless, but guys like Chandi, I mean, or have been just big additions, not it's just the, the energy. Uh, you know, I think that's one thing that, Again, I'm not saying Michigan doesn't have energy or anything, but it's taken it to a whole different level. And particularly on the defensive end, you know, it's hard it's, it's hard to make defense exciting, but I feel like this team kind of does in a way. You know, it's like you see the way Franz Wagner plays defense, and it's like you don't – again, I always say, like, you don't have to be, like, a big X's and O's person to watch and appreciate and, and, and for it to be entertaining to watch him play defense or to play the passing lanes and 
stuff like that. So, no, I mean, so I said, you know, so if you're a Michigan fan, it feels like you can't have things can't be too good for too long. Something's got to <laughs> kind of come in and disrupt it. You know, it's like, here you are sure. <laughs> arguably the best team, in the, you know, cause you, I think, I don't know if I'd say Michigan is, the, you know, deserving of the number one team in the country, but I think you could argue that they have a case, right? I mean, um, just cause I think the big 10 is a stronger conference. Yeah. You know, I mean, Gonzaga and Baylor beat some good teams. Absolutely. I just but, say, I'm just saying the argument. I don't think I'd put, the, I don't think I'd put them number one. I, I just, right. but I think you could, they're obviously in the mix. So, uh, you know, so yeah, with that in mind, yeah, it's like things are going as good as they possibly could. They just signed the number one recruiting class excitements at an all time high. And now there's this, a new hurdle <laughs> that they're going to have to overcome uh, to kind of keep the momentum going. Right. Right. Well, and I guess the, the couple benefits, it's a veteran team. It's a team that isn't super reliant on doing one thing really well. I think they've won a lot of different ways. And then after the Purdue game, I asked um, Isaiah Livers and Eli Brooks kind of what, what impresses you the most about this team? And, and they've been a part of teams that made it to the national championship game. They've been a part of a team that won 30 games and made it to the sweet 16. Uh, you know, they've kind of, they've seen some good basketball and, and both of them gave really off court answers. And that's probably the best new kind of talking about how connected the team is, how selfless it is. I I'm sure that those quotes of not just that those ones, but other ones, I'm sure that's been a common theme on big 10 network. Uh, throughout the different broadcasts during the season. And that's probably the best news Michigan fans can hear when when they're faced with the bad news of the pause is that uh, this team feels like its biggest strength is how it responds to things like this. And so they'll have an opportunity to show that because <laughs> it is very funny. I, I forgot I tweeted on late Friday night, maybe Saturday morning uh, when I got back from Purdue I tweeted like they're number three in Ken Palm. It's their highest ranking since 2013. And then not even by the end of the day, <laughs> they're on a two week pause. Um, not related to anything they did either. Not that that would make it more or less justifiable, but in terms of uh, just another, another setback, another hurdle for them to overcome. So we'll see how they do. We'll see. I mean, stay tuned, obviously uh, again, possibility i suppose based on my read of the memo that maybe they return to if they can get a handle of things if they can i think the best thing or the the closest best fastest way yeah fastest way for michigan athletics to get basketball back is to be able to prove that the basketball program has had no contact with anybody who's had contact with the other sports i don't know if that's possible but that's the question I repeatedly got over the weekend was basketball doesn't use facilities with anyone else. I believe they share the gym, the weight room with the golf team. But if they can prove that they aren't involved and this goes for the women's team as well, um, maybe that opens a path to returning slightly sooner. I mean, it's, it's going to be probably a week no matter what as Michigan tries to get its ducks in a row. But we shall see. Stay tuned. For Steve Lorenz, I'm Zach Shaw. This has been the Wolverine 24-7 Podcast. Check out all of our stories. MichiganInsider.com, Michigan.247sports.com. Hope you had fun. Hope, hope you learned something. We'll see you next time.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.